What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports College Football and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined, as always, by my boys, Mello and Connor. Guys, we're back at Draft Picks Tap Room in lovely, rainy Mobile, Alabama tonight, following what would be day two of practices, except for psych, no practices. Nothing like coming 1,200 miles to hang out with you boys in an Airbnb and not have an Xbox to play Red Dead. No, it, we are spending a lot of time together. I'm kind of sick of you guys. So <laughs> last night here at Draft Picks, I'm excited. I think our crowd here is excited too. Connor, how are you feeling, buddy? I feel good. I think it's a little disappointing. We all didn't really get to go to practice today, but got to talk to some people. Matt reached out to a lot of people that did get to go to practice. So we'll relay some thoughts there, some early winners from the week, and We'll close this thing out for how tomorrow's looking. Yeah, and the cool thing is we are here live with a lot of our friends. You guys at the end of the show get to come up and ask your draft on draft questions. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a good time. Like Connor said, we kind of got dealt some bad news as Wednesday started. A thunderstorm moved into Mobile, Alabama. So they had to make the decision to put practices uh, at an indoor facility that we did not have access to. Not only do we not have access, guys, NFL teams were limited to two personnel people per team which is unheard of. I've never heard of anything like this happening before. So it wasn't like, hey, we were lazy today and just didn't want to go to practice. No one went to practice today. So we are very lucky to have some of the friendships that we have and we're able to reach out and actually get some notes from what went down today. So I'm going to read through some of the notes. You guys are going to react to what we heard and we'll have some conversations about it. And for our, our fans in the crowd, that some of this will be things that they probably haven't heard yet today because they also didn't get to watch. Let's kick it off here. One of my favorite players in this draft class who's really been rising up my board is Washington State tackle Andre Dillard. We did a mock draft live on Instagram and Twitter that will come out for the Friday morning show, guys. And Dillard was the first tackle off the board. Again, today at practice, he dominated. One scout texted me, and I would say, hey, who, who looked good today? Help me out since I couldn't be there to see it. And he said, your boy Dillard, shoot him way up the board. He dominated again today. And I think you just pissed off like everybody here in Alabama because they're all thinking, where's Jonah Williams at? It, guard. Yeah, exactly. he's a guard. <laughs> so he, he did get drafted before Dillard. But the NFL views him as a guard. I, I think we've had his support throughout the whole season, and we kind of I view him as a tackle. Same. But I think there are a lot of teams out there that are going to say, Jonah Williams, he's great. We love what he see, what he see but he's 6'3 and some change into NFL teams. That screams guard. Yeah, without a doubt. I think when you look at Jonah Williams, that debate's going to be there. If there's 25 teams that don't think he's a tackle – He's still going to get taken as a tackle by one of those other teams. So it's good for Dillard, though. It, go, it shows you that this class is deeper than just Jonah Williams, which is what we thought for a while, whether it's Yadni Kajus from West Virginia, Andre Dillard, obviously maybe even Cody Ford from Oklahoma, depending where you view him. But the point is, at the Senior Bowl, there actually has been some depth in the trenches so far. And I think it's nice uh, for one point of that is, like you said, this is, draft is maybe going to end up being better than we thought it was. I can remember talking to you guys uh, not two months ago and saying, I, I don't actually just don't like this draft very much. And then we, we did get an influx of juniors that helps that a little bit. But having guys like Andre Dillard uh, have standout performances definitely helps because it, it puts more top-end talent in. And I'll roll that right into another player, Montez Sweat, who had another good day of practice. Uh, Don Dominant edge rusher who won the show at the weigh-in, parlayed that into a great practice on Tuesday. And I got to report that Wednesday he had a very good practice. Now, on the flip side of that, guys, I've also heard not great things about how he's handling this process, that he's been hard for scouts to approach and deal with. People aren't really liking the attitude they're getting back from him. And as you all know, that's so paramount to what goes on here because teams, this is sometimes their first exposure. If you're a GM or a, a vice player, uh, vice president of personnel, this might be the first time you've ever talked to this kid before. And if he's not interviewing well, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If teams feel like 
you're not going to be someone that they can bring into their culture, it will kill your stock. I still think on the field it's great to have him here because you look at Josh Allen, who obviously dropped out. Cleveland Farrell had a really long season, so understandably he was not going to be here. When you look at the edge pass rush talent, I mean, this is great for Sweat that on the field in drills, he's won reps. That's what it's come down to at the end of the day. Can he surpass the Brian Burns, Ja'Kai Polites of the world and really fall into that you know, maybe the third edge rusher off the board. We don't know that yet, but at least he's here showing that he wants and it. And it only, I would say it only, the off-field, the character stuff, whatever you want to call it, it only takes one team. Exactly. Exactly. To be like, like oh, Mixon. You know, I'm fine with Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon's was far and away much, much worse than anything with Montez Sweat. It's just maybe teams are being rubbed the wrong way and they don't they don't like the way that, that he's coming across. But let's kick into the wide receivers, a position that I know we all, maybe we're down about when it came to the senior bowl class. With skill players, generally, if you're pretty good, you come out as a junior. So the fact that this year we have some receivers down here who are shining, some of the names I heard that, that really stood out on day three, Terry McLaren from Ohio State, who is kind of an afterthought in Burning that offense. Up. Burning it up, great vertical threat. Jacoby Myers from NC State, who obviously has his quarterback, Ryan Finley, here. And then our guy, he's, he's our guy, we're claiming him, Debo Samuels had another great day of practice. He's just proving, again, what we saw Monday, or Tuesday. He can do everything. He's not just some little gimmicky slot receiver. You can play him out on the outside. He's got the speed to beat you deep. He's got the quickness to go underneath. We should nickname him Scoot. I think what's more impressive, too, is even when he hasn't cleanly beaten defensive backs, he's still catching the ball, tracking it over them. So when you look at Debo, this was a a senior bowl where – there was a skill, you know, any skill player could come and take it. The running backs, kind of whatever group, wide receivers, we didn't know. Debo's coming and he's been the guy so far. Yeah, Debo's had a very, very good day. Uh, and also, let's go to the trenches, guys. Dalen Mack, again, Mellows Puna Ford of the 2019 draft class. Uh, Dalen Mack has risen up. He's not just a nose tackle. And he's shown that here, I think, with his penetration skills. He had a very good day. Uh, and apparently, on the opposite side, Garrett Bradbury dominated a practice today and i actually heard back from a vice a vp of personnel that he was better than elston jenkins today which surprised a lot of people so garrett bradbury is a name to maybe like keep in the back of your head as a sneaky day two pick he's he's quick he's got some really good feet he's able to get to that second level and you go back and you watch his film and now you see it it's kind of that confirmation of what you're seeing here it's also present on tape. So maybe a guy you weren't really looking at all that much. He comes to the senior bowl. He stands out a little bit. And then you go back and you watch his film, and you're like, holy shit, this guy can actually move. He could be a great pulling guard for you if you want to, or his own blocking scheme, whatever you need. He's showing it here at the senior bowl this week. And one more guy that continues to shine, and it's a shame we didn't get to be there today, but a lot of good reports about him. Penny Hart from Georgia State. Yeah. You know, five foot eight, 180. He's probably one of the quickest guys here, if not the quickest guy here. And this is a group that has an Andy Isabella, but Hart's coming out there and he's generating separation rep after rep. Yeah. I one, think he's stealing all that momentum yes. from Andy Isabella. He was supposed to be the small guy who was really quick and able to do those and things. Turner, and now Hart is kind of Hart's at least getting off the line of scrimmage. I think it's the key. Like Andy's so quick in the open field, but he can't get he can't. There's too many one on ones here, and you see immediately, oh, this guy can't get off a jam. So we were team Andy Isabella because he's Connor's long lost brother. But like it's it's right now, Penny Hart is definitely the better prospect, at least in my opinion. Uh, how about Rocky Sin? Another great day. And when I reached out today, hey, who? I got back, I think, three or four different texts about Rocky Sin. Like, he's just so physical. And, like, now we're seeing that he can actually turn around with some of these receivers. So a great day of practice for him. I got two more notes, and I saved these for the end because I know you're going to love them. One of the answers I got back was, and I sent it, hey, couldn't be there today. I got to call on a favor. Who looked great? Yeah, list of names, list of names. He's like, oh, wait, shit, uh, the LSU kicker. That guy's really fucking good. Cole Tracy. The kicker. 
We're kicker scouting. He was good this year, so it's not shocking. But I mean, if you pay attention, Chicago Bears. It's hard to generate (laughs) noise during the draft process as a kicker, so that's pretty big. Yeah, Uh, it's a it's a big need, and he's he's going to get drafted. I mean, that's still a solid position. You see it all the time. You mentioned the Chicago Bears. Teams need kickers. They are down here getting scouted just like everyone else. I really want him to go to Chicago and do the uh, Goose Island Challenge, you know, where they, they set up the 43-yarder and they like, put a fence up and they're like, if you can make this field goal, we will give you beer for a year. Yeah, except like, for then he's going to miss it under the pressure because right. he's kicking off like a fucking pallet with carpet on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, they'd be fine. Yeah, it's like a, I a, think that if he goes there, the Bears should keep him there too. I think they could use a little help at that spot. They, they definitely could. Last note, Mello, I – you kind of came into this podcast as more of a personality, and like you've you've evolved. Are you where, insulting my intelligence? I'll, I'll get there. Uh, and then you became like a like a you know you were a funny guy, and there were some segments uh, that that you drove for us. And now like you're I'm this great inter- interviewer, like you've really, but we've never like given you as much credit as you deserve for being a scout. You know, like that's people say all the time, like okay, Mello, just like get drunk and make us laugh. Yeah, but dance clown. Right. Exactly. Do what make, you came yeah, here. I'm going to give you a balloon, make yeah. me a bicycle. <laughs> but you have said for weeks now that Daniel Jones is overrated. He's not good. You called him Ryan Tannehill. And yeah. I heard back from multiple teams today, he had the worst practice of anyone, including back-to-back picks that people are just like, what? What are you seeing? Why are you throwing that ball? And you can't blame the weather today because they were under a canopy and protected from those elements. So, Daniel Jones, who I really thought would blow up this week, has instead, I think he's kind of withering under the pressure of what Drew Locke is doing and the, all the eyes that are on him. It seemed to me like it's a real lack of arm strength. He can throw the ball with touch, but when he's asked to dip back for a little bit extra, he just can't put it on the ball. He can't fit those windows. And in the ACC, you can fit those windows every once in a while. But when you gather the great talent that they have here at the Senior Bowl, it becomes very apparent that he does not have the arm strength. And and people are going to put out there like that he threw the ball 66 miles per hour. Like, okay, you did it one time. Let me see you do it consistently. I don't know if I trust that anyway. I don't either. I mean, and I'm got, not like a science truther. Like Kellen like, Moore was throwing cool like 58 or something. But, like, how are you getting a I, – I don't see a guy out there with a gun, like – you know, clocking him or anything. I don't know how they do it. We need to take him out to the Heisler Heat baseball facility and, hey, hey, let's throw, man. We got a cage. Come out here and throw. See what they yeah. can do. Baseball's not that much it's different. We'll just make him throw already. that. Connor, any Daniel Jones thoughts? I mean, I think teams always come down here hoping to find a guy, right? And sometimes that does happen. You saw Carson Wentz a couple years ago. Teams left here and said, he's going to go top five in the draft. No doubt about it. I think that happened with Daniel Jones. Obviously, being at Duke and playing with Cutcliffe and you look at there is raw talent there and athleticism, but when it comes down to it, it hasn't translated yet. We haven't seen it. We had our doubts. So I think there's optimism with teams at the quarterback position more often than not, and that could translate sometimes to just bad early thoughts or bad early scouting process. And I think a lot of people are starting to come around on my guy, Jared Stidham. That was actually where I was going next. And because as we, I don't know if you guys saw me swiping over here as we came in, but I thought you were on Tinder, but yeah. I, no, no, no Tinder for me, not mobile. Uh, and one text that I got was that Jared Stidham did have another great day. So pay attention to Mello. I, I don't want to admit that Mello was right to yours and about quarterbacks. Like, I don't want that to happen. That can't be my reality. No, and it, it happened like in the springtime. This wasn't like an, a thing I decided two weeks ago that I like Jared Stidham. I think he's, he has a lot of good talent. 
uh, and he didn't he, he wasn't able to show that because he was getting eaten alive every Saturday because his offensive line was absolutely terrible. So it wasn't really a fair evaluation of him. I know everybody shit on him. It's very hard to play the position of quarterback when you have guys from Alabama right in your face. Like, no one can make that throw. Pat Mahomes would struggle if his line couldn't protect him. It's just it's not fair to these guys that they didn't get that look. So now he comes here, and he can prove what he can do. If you're a longtime listener of Stick to Football, you all know that we like to do something called Top 5. Sometimes it's football, oftentimes it's not. Tonight we're going to do a little bit of both, and we might not actually get to 5 because it's been a short week, but... One favorite thing of ours at Senior Bowl Week is to our top five moments or top our favorite moments of Senior Bowl Week on or off the field. I think last year we did a whole preview show built around this idea of like favorite places to eat. It was how to survive in Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. If yeah. anyone has yeah. figured that out, let Richie Bradshaw know. So, uh, yeah, we'll get there eventually. Uh, lots of water. I want to go through our favorite moments. We'll each kind of run down the line, and I'm sure we're going to steal a lot yep. of moments from each other. Um I think I think I've seen you already, right? Do I kick this thing off? Sure. I am the oldest, so the and tallest, if you ask me. Uh, favorite moment tonight? We went to, we went to dinner, and I'm gonna plug this place because it was awesome. It's called the Dumbwaiter Restaurants. I thought it was a block away. It's like a mile up the street. At least we walked here in the rain. Like if you saw us come in, we were sweating and covered in rain. Uh, Wet dogs. So, but my favorite thing about this place: the food was wonderful, the service was great, but. As we were run, as we were finishing our meal, she brings me the check and shakes me a mellow, and she's like, "Feel her walking. You want those drinks to go?" And I had an old fashioned. And he had a Long Island iced tea, and Jesse had wine. So I love that in Mobile, Alabama, they will give you a to go cup to walk to your podcast. Yeah, I, I loved it too. My flo- my jaw dropped on the floor. I couldn't believe it. You almost proposed and lost ten grand. Yeah, I was trying to down a Long Island iced tea as quick as I could, which is not a great thing to do, but I've done it before and I'm kind of proud of it. Trying to do that tonight, and then she just hits us with the, you know, I could get you a to go cup for that. I'm like, yes, I will also marry you. Please come with me, and it was great. So definitely a great moment. From tonight, I'm going to go with Matt's dinner last night. That's what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> speaking of getting married, I think it was our, our absolute best moment at dinner last night. Matt, I should probably just let you tell the story because it happened to you. I, I just don't know got how to, to tell experience. the story. Um, so last night we're at dinner, get some Mexican food, and I got steak fajitas, right? Steak fajitas are good, right? And uh, as we're, I, I, I couldn't eat it all. And the, the waitress comes up and she's like, you want a box for your food? I said, no, uh, we're, we're here out of town. We don't have anywhere to keep it. And she's like, oh, no, you got to take it. You got to take it. No, nah, really, it's okay. He's like, you can have it if you want it. Wait, why, why did you do that? Sarcastically, right? I, like, yeah, I was sarcastic. Okay. I was like, Because like, when I'm doing my food, I never that. offer it to the server. I'm, like, I'm Midwest. I have manners. Okay, that's uh, fair. I'm from New York. <laughs> I don't. And in, in New York, the rat eats it. You <laughs> don't have right. any, t- any to-go food. So I'm like, no, nah, you, you can have it if you want. And she looked at me like I had slapped her. And she's like, did you kiss your girlfriend before you came here tonight? Like, no. I is that a thing? Is that like a saying that we missed it, yeah, out on? Because I don't know. No, I, these guys are like, it's not, right? I just right? want to make sure. Okay. No, okay. 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 Yeah. Thank you. So we're sitting there and that we all feel hear better. that. And for like a split second, it's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> is that something that we just missed out on? We're not from this region. But apparently, that is not a thing. Thank so God. she says, have you kissed your girlfriend today? And I'm like, no, I'm out of town. And so she's like, but you kiss her with that mouth. I'm like, yeah, I kiss her with this one when I'm home. So she, it's weird. We're like, what the fuck? And so she leaves. And But then she comes back. And she, she like, asked me again. And I'm like, she, I signed the check, and it's weird. And I'm looking at all the guys like, what the hell is going on? And she, swear to God, she grabs my plate, grabs a strip of steak off it, pops it in her mouth, licks it. 
and like winks at me and bites it like provocatively. It, it was, Can't confirm. And I'm just like, so table I, of twelve people. So I, I still have game is basically what we learned, uh, but not a good way. Just throwing that steak at people, it'll get them every time. Right. Man. Yeah. Right. I can afford fajitas for yeah. ten people. And Check I tried out. to nudge Matt. I was like, ah, oh, you know, go for it, but he wouldn't budge. But yeah. no, God no, so, I wouldn't have let you. Yeah. Yesterday at practice, we obviously, if you got to listen to today's show, we had Dana Holgerson come to the press box, watch some practice with us, talk about his players. But, you know, he's getting the whole media runaround tour. He had to do NFL Network. He had a couple other interviews to do. And if you all seen like the Go Cougs video, like you want to win some games, let's go win some games. Go Cougs. And he's drinking the sugar free Red Bull. So, I mean, coach is tired. He's been going through a lot of different things. As soon as we hand this man a sugar free Red Bull, he goes, oh, hell yeah, now we're talking. He'll shit on his own son at quarterback. Right. I don't know if he's a David good David Sills. He called Gary Jennings Robo Gary, which if you're a wide receiver, you don't want to be called a robot. So it was awesome having Coach Holgerson join us in the it press was, box. It was because we've done so many interviews and talked to so many people, even the players, like you coach get them. Speak. And it's the most generic, boring answer. And when Dana walked into our suite, I thought, well, this is going to be shit. Like, he looks tired. He looks down. We're going to get the bullshit answers. And then he just started spewing stuff about – you know, David Sills telling him he was never going to play quarterback yeah. and all this stuff. It was a great interview. That was a top moment for me, too. Uh, but you took it. So I'm going to toot my own horn here. It's so <laughs> great for me to come down here. And even when you have people on NFL teams talking shit to you, like, oh, who'd you have at quarterback last year? You don't know what you're doing. And then to come down here and see Jared Stidham tearing it up like he is, is a great moment for me uh, because I am more than just the funny guy. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I love the NFL team shit on Mello's rankings to me so that I can text him and be like, eh, well, yeah. There I haven't go. missed on a single draft pick. So, <laughs> exactly. 100%. Uh, I'm going to go and ba- great job plugging the interview, guys. Did, did everyone in here definitely listen to the Dana interview, right? Because it was great. So, if you haven't, uh, it's on the, what day is it? It's on the Wednesday show. So, the, listen to the that. One it's today. Great. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he legitimately so, says, like, show. I don't know if my son's a good football player, but we signed him. So it's it's a great interview. He had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh, and my next favorite moment is uh, as the weather moved into Mobile, it got cold, it got rainy. We were tucked away, boys, in a suite up in the press box. So I'm just going to get arrogant for a moment. I know it's a shock I to everybody. <laughs> but the fact that, like, I mean, just we're so lucky to be able to do that, to have the access to that suite and to be able to watch the practices from a great vantage point to be able to get access to Dana Holgerson. And, and today we, we would have had more interviews, but the weather got in the way. So my favorite tradition now is to be our box. So we got to keep it going. It's, it's something people should be jealous of. <laughs> it is such <laughs> a great thing. Until we do something stupid and lose it. We probably fucked that up this year. But it, Thanks, for now, the, the two years that we've done it, it has been great. And you talk about the weather. And, Connor, I'm going to block you here. I'm going to go again. Uh, you talk about the weather today. It, it sucked. We had nothing to do. It's the first time, Connor, you said it. We've ever yeah. been down here in Mobile. And it was For like, years. what the hell are we going to do all day? Uh, so we game planned. And the geniuses that we are, we decided, let's go live on social media. We will knock out a Twitter and Instagram mock draft. If you get enough retweets, we'll do two rounds. Put just a lot of work into this thing. We did. And then you see other draft people coming out, trying to steal our thunder, saying we're going to do one at fucking one o'clock. It started a draft Twitter beef. It's the first beef I've ever been a part of. The saddest of beefs. I am living off of it. I cannot get enough You're of it. You're tweeting Snoop Dogg Feed me more beef. I want it. I'm just going to start picking fights with people in here. No one in here. Go. You're all cool. 
No, I, I do agree. I thought he was going to be like, but hey, like the work of like Wheels and Austin and TR to like throw together this live mic draft. No. And you're like, burn it to the ground. No, don't care about that hard work. I need, I need beef. I like, I, yeah. These are, right now, these are top favorite moments of the Senior Bowl. So I do want to do one that kind of relates to on the field. Kalen Saunders coming down here. And, you know, he's known as the big guy that does backflips. When you're a small school guy, those are the little viral niche things that you get known for. But uh, his fiance gets pregnant and had the kid this week. He stayed down here and it was pretty awesome. I mean, obviously got to see the kid on FaceTime, but I think that's been one of the best stories of senior bowl week. So such far. A, that's such a senior bowl story of like, yeah. and my fiance is in labor right now. I'm just doing like fucking Oklahoma drill. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> FaceTime's a thing. Right. Well, like I said, though, would you rather be there for the baby or is the kid going to rather be wearing Gucci in a couple of years? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you got to be here for this week. That just tells you how important senior bowl week is. The problem is Melo and I are so cynical. We're like, that's just raised his child support, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you make more money. You're just paying more. Like we know this, this more game. Money, more money, more problems. See, I'm all about that are you game. up or am I up? I think you're up. I okay. don't know anymore. I'm up. I'll stick to the field as well. Uh, one of the best moments of the week, and I don't know if it'll actually turn into as much approved draft topic as people think, but did y'all see Montez Sweat put that guy in his grave? Oh, like, God, yeah. That, to have Straight that be, rush. like, the first moment of the week of, like, I mean, he just took the guy's soul and put him in the ground. I Like, those are the moments that we do live for down here where somebody's just, like, you make that play that everyone, had we been in the stands with the regular folk, would have been like, oh, like, this is a big play. Hopefully we get at least a couple more of those tomorrow. Yeah, well, he was mad. Matt Miller said he hasn't been very nice off the field so far. So that was his coming out moment. Yo, let's keep him away from me. <laughs> now he's going to be super pissed off tomorrow. Yeah, keep him away from me. Mello, you got any more? Are you tapped I, out of moments? I think I'm tapped out of moments. I don't know. There have been a lot of great ones, but with practice being canceled, it is hard to come I can up rapid with fire some moments. More on the field. Go for it. Uh, Richie Bradshaw dying at the bar dying. On, on Monday night. Uh, but he's back. Great. It was great. He's back. Yeah. Resurrected Stick like around for another hour. You get to see it all over again. I've he's never, back. ever had to beg a listener to drink water before. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad that you're standing here laughing at that joke. Uh, and the man next to you, Andrew Harbaugh. I'm ready to sign that onesie to take home to your baby. Very, very ready. Uh, and then how about Connor finding his long-lost brother, Andy Isabella? He was wearing a UMass tank top around the house today, and we're like, Andy, is that you? <laughs> yep. Why are you in our Airbnb? So we have a great new uh, segment plan that we're going to debut on social one of these days, uh, and it's Connor is heavily featured. Yeah. I'm not going to give it away, though. I don't want to ruin it. No, this is, this is a teaser. All right, folks, it's draft on draft time, my favorite part of the show. Your favorite part of the show, too. We're going to line it up at draft picks. Y'all get to ask your questions. We will do our best to answer them with no notes, by the way. I just want to point out, for those of you listening and not watching us, no laptops, no notes. So, Godspeed. Well, we're going to fuck this up. stump the bear, just <laughs> so we know. That's a real thing. That's not, a real thing. Not making fun, but kind of. Name, right. name him where you're from, even though we know the answer. Oh, well, I'm Richard Bradshaw from yeah, Phoenix, Richie! Arizona. Yeah. Everyone knows me in Mobile now for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> that's okay. I'm waiting for Twitter Verified to get back to me and let me know if that's good <laughs> enough to get that check mark. I think it should be. That's what I'm saying. So my question for you guys, this edge class is super-duper deep. We all know Nick Bosa and Josh Allen are topping the boards, and then you got Cleland Furl. Jalen Ferguson, Christian Miller, all sorts of guys clogging it up after that. A, is Montez Sweat emerging as edge three? And B, is top ten out of the question for him? We actually talked about this on the mock draft today. Thanks for watching. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> uh, I, 
I don't. I'm sure you had some very people have jobs, Matt. Yeah, Jesus, he's like sleeping in from a hangover from two days ago. I've also job. No, I don't think it's out of the question. Kind of like we were saying earlier in the show. So much of it depends on his interviews, and if he's not interviewing well, he will not go top ten. So hopefully, his agent found out that that rumor was going around and said, "Hey, dude." You could be costing yourself because your performance on the field has been potentially top 10 worthy. So uh, I, I think that, yeah, edge three, it's very possible because when you look at him compared to Cleveland Farrell, he has a little more pop in his game. Compared to Brian Burns, he's, has, he's much more physical. Brian's very skinny. Jaikai Polite, very short, even though he has long arms. So I think Sweat had fewer on-field questions about the way he plays, the physicality, the athleticism, but now there might be some things away from the game that you start to question. So it's it's up in the air a little bit. And I don't think he has to be edge number three to go top ten. Those, those are right. mutually exclusive things. He could be edge four, he could be edge five, and I still think he might end up in the top ten, depending on how these teams view quarterbacks. That's going to drive the whole draft. So if the Jaguars decide they want to trade down and somebody can trade up, I think he could still go top ten. Yeah, I think top 10 is a little rich. I think when you look at how the board's going to fall, the quarterbacks, even though they're not going to be top 10 players, they're going to get pushed up. And you said Nick Bosa, Cleveland Farrell, Josh Allen. I like Ja'Kai Polite better than Montez Sweat. I think he's a good player. I don't know if he's that game-changing, you know, your premier pass rush kind of guy. So I think he's actually done himself some favors down here. I think he was more top 40, top 30, and now more top 20. But top 10, the quarterbacks just always push good players down the board. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. How's it going? Uh, my name is Donnie. I actually want to take credit for taking care of Richie. You did, on you did great. Night. Yeah. yeah, give it up for Dude. Donnie, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Richie's driving tonight. You're the he's DDing tonight. Yeah, oh you, no! So we actually uh, we take turns uh, taking Uber out here. So okay. I thought oh, you said we take, you take turns. <laughs> good. good. We, <laughs> we take turns as the designated Uber caller. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. So uh, my question is uh, just looking at the tight end group out here. I, I pegged uh, Donald Parham, the kid from Stetson, six eight. I think around two hundred as a guy kind of to watch out here. Uh, Monday, sorry, Tuesday. Went out to practice, watched him. Uh, he's got a really small lower body frame, but his legs are like hockey sticks pretty much. Yep. I just want to know if you guys had the same concerns as me about uh, kind of his potential durability yeah. in the, yeah, in the he, league and like where you guys see him potentially so, getting drafted, if at all. Uh, he got hurt today, actually. He got yeah. an ankle injury today. So, I mean, those are going to be concerns that come up. I think he's kind of a stash project. When you're 6'8", and his wingspan's insane. Yeah. Teams will stash you as a tight end for the red zone. I, I don't know if he's ready to be on an NFL field next year, but it's good that he got the invite down here to show uh, his ability as a pass catcher. Especially coming from a small school. Like Stetson, It's just the whole equation adds up to him being a late-round pick, sixth-round UDFA maybe. I don't, that's where I view him so You're far. right to, to throw a red flag on the small legs. That was the first thing I noticed about him, actually, was I think I called him Foghorn Leghorn to the guys in the box because he's like all upper body, right? And uh, and then you have a lower body injury. like So that's an even bigger concern when you pair those two things together. So, yeah, he's a stash guy that uh, maybe will someday you'll be you'll look really smart for a sixth, seventh round pick who becomes a starter. Uh, just don't make him Adam Shaheen and take him in the second round. Like know who he is, that he has to develop and, and draft him where he's supposed to be. Thank you. Can we get like some Biggie Smalls when he walks up? Yeah. I like it when you call me. Is that a fat joke? No, it's a baby joke. <laughs> it's a baby joke. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll take it. Either one would have applied. Yeah, it's a good rebuttal. Um, <laughs> I'm Andrew Harbaugh, member of the Stick to Football Hall of Fame. They yeah, told me to plug that. Famous Stick to Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, I saw today that Jacksonville Jaguars Twitter had that this could be the best senior bowl quarterback group ever, which 
I didn't necessarily agree with, but I was just kind of curious where this stacks up with past classes. It's the best class I've ever seen here. It really is. Yeah, I mean, top to bottom. Like, obviously, last year there were two elite quarterbacks. And, I mean, the Carson Wentz year. Uh, it was Carson and Dak were both here. Yeah. And that was a, was a good year. I, I think the difference is this year there are, like, there's eight good quarterbacks. And I even laugh well, about Trace McSorley if you want. Yes. But he's an intriguing prospect because of his leadership, his character, his coachability, his athleticism. But I mean, Drew Locke, whatever happens to Daniel Jones, uh, Gardner Minshew, like there's some viable quarterbacks here. Ryan Finley is some a player that some people, some major draft analysts still believe he's a first-round player. So uh, it's, to me, the total depth is better. There have obviously been better top-end guys here like a Wentz, um, Baker Mayfield, but, Josh Allen last year. Right, but I think from one to eight, this is the best I've seen. I mean, if you look at the group last year, everybody will probably say like that. How'd they get so much talent there? They had two guys before those Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen decided to come. That group sucked. It was terrible. And then Mason Rudolph dropped out. And we had a lot of guys that I think they even went undrafted here. Tanner Lee filled in and just threw right. picks Luke everywhere. He made the DBs look awesome last more year. More interceptions in seven on seven than I've ever seen. And I played quarterback for a little bit. Like I've thrown some interceptions in seven on seven. Tanner Lee threw 20 that, that week. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree. Like sometimes it's hard to see through the noise a little bit and like, well, your guy Baker Mayfield was the number one pick last year and he was here and Josh Allen was number seven pick so it's like you, you kind of get stuck on the top end and forget that yeah Tanner Lee is I don't, is he in the AAFL right now I don't even know where he is I mean probably shouldn't be yeah I mean it so it's like when you look at the totality of it and I'm sure the Jack like was it that official team account that said that yeah I'm sure they got that quote from so I think Jim Nagy actually has said that too that this might be the best senior bowl class that quarterback class that he's seen in all his years of scouting and now running the event. And you've been here for nine years? <sighs> I, ever. The the whole, Hotel I think that's like the fourth time I've ever been here, so I can't like brag about it. I haven't seen very many good classes. You I, said I, I brag about being here for nine years? <laughs> me, fourth year. Sick you brag, brag about everything. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's also the best group I've ever seen. And even just following the guys, it's, it's very deep. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. What's going on, fellas? What's up, dude? Uh, Clayton. Uh, I'm sure you guys know me. Yep. I do. <laughs> but our listeners uh, might not. So. Yeah. Clayton. Clayton from Jersey. Clayton. Yeah. Yeah, so I got a question. Um, so after Tuesday, I thought Terry McLaurin uh, from Ohio State played really well. Uh, what do you guys think about him in comparison in uh, – uh, what's his name? Paris Campbell. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can tell you a funny story about McLaurin is that in the summer, you know, the, we've talked before about national blesto grades come out. Blesto gave him a reject grade, which is like there's a UDFA grade and then there's a reject grade. They give him a reject. Like, we're not watching this guy. He's so bad. And now he's – I mean, he's had a great week so far here. I agree with you. He's looked very good. I think the difference between he and Paris Campbell, he is a – McLaren is a very good vertical threat. Campbell is just a great all-around athlete. Like, I think Paris Campbell is a football player. I think McLaren is, like, a receiver. You know, I, do you know what I mean? Like, the difference is – Campbell, you could put him in any situation, and he's going to get the ball. He's going to win. McLaren is maybe uh, – you're a Jets fan. He might be more Devin Smith. So not a second-round pick, though, is the difference. Like maybe a fifth-round pick. But he has had a good week. Sorry, Connor. Uh, no, I think it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think when you look at it, besides Debo, he's probably been the most complete receiver here, which says a lot. And you, you nailed it, Matt. Like Campbell is a guy that – I don't want to call him a gadget guy because he is more than that, but he's a speed guy. You manufacture touches to him where – 
McLaren down here has done just about everything you could ask for so far, and he's not one of the guys like Renfro, Hart, and Isabella that are all 5'8". He actually has a little more size to him. So it's been a huge week for him. Obviously, playing with Dwayne Haskins this year would help anybody because Haskins was one of the best quarterbacks I in the country. I agree with that a lot. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah, but, I mean, he has come down here without Haskins and still balled out. So it's been very well, productive. He probably got himself into the top Matt, 100. I think on the like. other side of that, JT Barrett was his quarterback last year. Yeah. No one's going to look over that guy throwing you the ball or arm punching you the football so I like when you get in a better situation and not to go back to the Devin Smith corollary but when he had Cardell Jones looked a lot different than he did when he had what Braxton Miller or whoever got might have been Barrett, JT Barrett yeah. still then so I, I think it just that can make such a huge difference and I'm a huge fan of Paris Campbell I think once we get him at the combine if he can show that he can catch he's going to be a first round guy four three the, the athleticism is going to be off the charts he's going to run four three would be my guess like four four maybe he's going to be an exceptional athlete if he can show that he can actually maybe potentially run a route someday and catch a football he's going to be in the round one you want to bet on his 40 time no what it's are you january i would bet under four three five you know i like to bet and not pay you, know you like to it, bet so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to put a tattoo on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need more is that sure a good idea? yeah we'll talk about it later Connor, we'll you think he's under four three five that's I think he's right fast. around there. I think he's four three two to four three six. So yeah, it's a good bet. It's even. You want in on it? No. Okay. You could, you <laughs> I'm the poor one of the podcast. Him though is maybe the fastest forty time at the combine. Kendall Sheffield and him and Andy Isabella are gonna and Miko Hardman are gonna make it fun. What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Welcome uh, back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, name's Tyler from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Texas. If you can't uh, tell by the accent. Go Frogs. <laughs> so we know how in the NFL offseason teams put in requests to uh, interview coaches that are on other teams. And we saw in the college scape how USC originally was blocking Cliff Kingsbury from getting interviewed. But in the NFL, is it like an understood, unspoken rule that you allow interviews to happen? Or to how does that work? To some degree, man, it's different for everyone. Like. I don't know how much I can actually say about this topic. Usually, if it's, a, if it's a promotion, I think there is an agreement it. that like you're going to let that guy interview. It's the lateral moves, like interviewing for another OC job if you're already the OC, that I think people kind of get sketchy about. There are some teams that if you're under contract, they won't let you do it regardless. If you're a quarterback's coach and you're going to interview for an OC job, I mean, there's, there's one specific coach in the NFL west of the Rockies. Who, What's his name uh, rhyme with? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, and he's notorious for that. Like, if he likes you, you're not leaving. And if you're under contract and he likes you, you can't leave. So it is, like, different team by team to some extent. And back to your college point, there is a rule there where they are supposed to ask permission. So just because Cliff was in OC at college, you think, yeah, head coach in the NFL is a promotion, but it's different when you're going from the NFL to the college ranks. That's when they do have to ask permission, even with the promotion on the line. Just imagine if he wins it with the Cardinals. If Cliff Kingsbury wins with the Cardinals and USC loses with Helton, like, I mean, Helton, he's fired anyway, but, like, how bad is that going to look? Where you hired him as OC instead of head coach. And then let him walk away, and he's winning in the NFL while you lose in college. It's gonna be gr- as a Texas fan, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> oh, then Urban Meyer will get that job. That's true. That's true. Thank you. All right, uh, I'm Jake from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, Jake. Oh. Yeah. And so I know you usually save this for you know draft night when it gets to like the sixth, seventh round, but I figured why not Senior Bowl edition? Oh, I love it. Who I you taking to win in a fight? You get anyone from the Senior Bowl. Ooh. Anyone from the Senior Ooh. Bowl? Oh, man, that's great a great question. question. Uh, 
Garrett Bradbury might be my guy. I'll take Jalen Ferguson. Dalen Mack, never mind. I was going to say, I, I'm going to say Dalen Mack right now. Just at 330 pounds, that's a tough guy to move. And at 6'1", he's probably going to be a tough guy to reach. I wouldn't want to grapple with him. I'm going to try to keep him on his feet if I can. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Not for me. Who, who, are, who are you taking? I was probably Hunter, you're a Hunter Renfro guy, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I actually was leaning Dalen Mack as well. I yeah, I mean, he just looks guy. like he could brawl. That's what I thought. Low key, like sleeper answer would be Charles Menehu. He had like 37 inch arms almost. Like that's a problem in a fight. He's I mean, from Texas. He's probably soft though. That's actually true. That is and a I'm problem. a Texas fan. Yeah, it is a problem. That's a great question though. I'm going to be thinking about that for like four months. Now. <laughs> right, I answer right. it on every show Who's for every win single in a category. Yeah. Combine, scouting <laughs> reports, pro days. I'll put off my actual work. Yeah. Uh, Will Hernandez would still beat everyone well, ever at the senior bowl fight. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, Thanks thank dude. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go Bears. Are you a Bears fan? Bears fan. Oh. 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 oh, oh, okay. He was a Packers fan. That's why we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bold move. What's up, guys, what's your name? Hello. Uh, I'm Wheels. Uh, I'll like. Oh, wow. Wow. Give it up for Wheels. Yeah, Wheels. Your name is Wheels? What kind of name is that? <laughs> what were your parents thinking? My parents thinking? didn't like me very much, but you know it's fine. I'm a little offended by the crowd response, but you know it's fine. Uh, all right. My question is, do you guys think that Trace McSorley sticks at quarterback, or is he the next superstar wide receiver for my New England Patriots? Oh, oh man. I've gotten into muddy either? water before. Projecting quarterbacks to move a receiver, and then they ended up good. Russell Wilson. So I'm always like gun shy. It was when he was at NC State, at least. I'm always gun shy to say that because so much depends on where he goes. But just watching his arm for the last three years, I think he's the next superstar wide receiver for your New England Patriots, or he's the next Taysom Hill from my San Francisco Forty Nine. Matt's New England Patriots. Our New England Patriots. Yeah. I I don't know. I have to see his 40 time. I mean, if we're playing like gun to my head, I have to pick one of those. I'm gonna say he sticks at receiver. As well, just from what we've seen so far, his film, watching him yesterday, I, he doesn't scream quarterback to me. I think he would fit more you know receiver. Who he reminds me of, and I, like I said, player comps just come to me sometimes. He's Major Applewhite. No, he's got a stronger arm. He's more athletic. You think Major Applewhite had nothing going on for him? He was David Sills <laughs> of quarterbacks. <laughs> wow. He didn't, though. He could, He didn't have a strong arm. He wasn't very active. I don't even know you anymore. He didn't run. His best attribute was turning around. <laughs> attribute was attributes. Attributes. <laughs> Don't insult me because you know you're wrong. The best thing he ever did was turn around and hand the ball to Ricky Williams, and they won nine did games. Did Chris doing. Sims pay you to say this? No, but you know that I was a Sims guy. Sims was all traits. Yeah, all traits. Connor, you went in on that? I, I don't have any. There's like family dispute. Like, I mean, you know, no, like, no, no, I'm good on the Texas football disputes. Um, no, I think I actually think Trace is going to stick as a quarterback in the NFL because some of the quarterbacks we saw in the NFL this year are a lot worse than him. And I know it's a stupid cop out answer, but at the end of the day, I think there's room for him to play. And I'm not a Trace fan, but I think he'll get drafted. I think people will be sold in his intangibles. And I do think there will be an offense out there that he could fit in and as how, a backup. How many games did we watch Nathan Peterman start? Like, there's probably yeah. a market somewhere for Trace McSorley. Without a doubt. We watched Nick Mullins start a lot of games. He's actually good. <laughs> hey, Who guys. How are you? Uh, Walker from uh, St. Louis. Ooh. Ooh. 
It's all right. He's the intern. It's all right. It's expected at this point. Um, so I have a question about uh, Pierschenbacher, uh, center for Alabama. You know, he played. He started for three years. Played significantly for four. Uh, is there a reason that he's not getting the hype of like a uh, later day two or, or yeah, yeah, like one of those yeah. guys? I think just athleticism is a lot of it. And if I remember right, he's not again no notes. If I remember right, he's not the biggest guy. So if you're not big and you're not athletic, then it, it kind of comes back to like okay, well he's smart and he's experienced. There's value there, but like centers, you know, aren't going real early in a lot of drafts. You know, there might be seven or eight drafted every year, and they're pretty spread out one per round so I, I actually think he could be a starting center in the right scheme like a, a team Denver doesn't need one but like a team like Denver I think he could be a very good player the Chiefs if they lose Mitch Morris that's the kind of guy they draft in the fifth round and he starts for the next 10 years it seems like was he a guy that was kind of beat up at Alabama too? well he played at Alabama right so, I, for some reason I thought he was one of those guys that kind of always had nagging injuries maybe didn't miss games for it but teams are going to see that and they're not going to like it from an interior lineman that you are kind of always questionable. I don't know. Could be totally wrong. Just making stuff up. I, I do think the one thing that helps him that Walker said is teams like pro-ready, cheap backups. So if he's yeah. somebody you take on day three, and he's obviously a smart guy playing for that long in Alabama system, you know, that's why a guy like that sticks, just the experience factor. Well, and, and I will say to his credit, like, we haven't seen a lot of good offensive linemen. Uh, we've been, I've been coming here for 18 years, like Melo said, and, and just in the drafts the past three, four years, the, the lack of good game-ready linemen is pretty low. So that could, by the time it's you know pro day time, we could be talking about him a lot higher than we are now. I, so I'm trying to remember who. Someone told me they had him as like their second center, not like a media guy, but like a team guy. So I think the opinions about him are probably all over the place. I don't know why I was trying to remember because I couldn't tell you who it was. <laughs> like, oh, well, the Bill Panthers. Belichick told me he was his number two center. All right, guys, that is our show. We're wrapping it up from Mobile, Alabama. We're going to hang around here, though. We're going to hang around here. If you didn't get to make it, the good news is we're going to be doing a live show at the Combine on Saturday night from 2D Brewing Company. Same deal. There's going to be merch. There's going to be kick-ass helmets on the table. We're going to do our show. You all can come hang out there. I want to send a special thank you to Draft Picks Tap Room. Year two down here with these guys. They've been amazing. They're so accommodating. This is Really become a, like a home away from home for us. A great bar. Uh, awesome, I think, $2 course lights. That's very hard to beat. So take care of your bartender tonight, guys, if you're here with us. Uh, if you're listening, they might have a Venmo or something you can hit up. I don't know. I mean, they got to. They got to. Pencil us in for 2020, though. Yeah, we'll be back 2020 for sure. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. Some of you were here every night. We definitely appreciate it. And that's all our show. We'll be back Friday morning with that two-round mod draft. <laughs> <laughs>